Got me a score 12, sir. That's one more than Starkweather. Guess that makes me public enemy number one. Because I'm Eric M. Hunter. And I'm Ricky Glore. And I'm Nick Prince. And this is Real 90. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? You are one pathetic loser. (laughs) If you're going to spew, spew into this. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Fight Club. What's your favorite scary movie? You can't handle the truth! Guys, I feel like we had the honor of watching one of the greatest actors of our time this time around. Jake Busey. Oh, God, no. It's Frighteners! There has been a destructive force unleashed on this town such as I have never seen. Okay, well, folks, I can do a clearance, but uh, it's not going to be cheap. Although I do offer a six-month guarantee. But who's the greatest actor Fucking of our time? Michael J. Fox, man. I think he's... Of our time? Of our Youth? time? Sure. I'll say he's I a think good he's actor. One of the gra- I will not say he's the greatest actor. I say actor he's a good a, uh, I think he's top ten. personality. Can yeah. you name a movie that he's not playing Marty McFly in? I mean, I, I want to say he's after, not playing in this movie. I could only, movie, before but... this, name a... I couldn't name a movie he wasn't playing Michael. Like, no, I'm sorry. I'm just uh, back to the future. I'm not literally. I couldn't name. Oh, um, um, I'm not saying literally. I'm saying like the yeah. character. I mean, he I'm was saying, a crotchety old man his in the uh, character um, werewolf. What's the what's the oh, oh Teen, Teen Wolf? Wolf? Teen He's Wolf. still Marty McFly. Like that's still wasn't oh, it before? Geez, it was back to the future. So how can he be Marty so McFly? Was, and oh, so you're so saying really you're saying, Fox. And what movie is I'm he not playing? Teen he's Wolf. A, he's a personality actor. So almost like a Burt Reynolds. Like very few and far between are you no, going to find a No, he just plays. Per- he's very Tom good Cruise. at playing the innocent, like he's very teenage, good at young adult. Playing the person innocent. that he played when he went and did talk shows. Like universally across the board, he was not a chameleon. He was not stretching his chops or anything. He got good at playing this representation of this character. That he then, yeah, just put himself Mature. in different scenarios. But I will say, in this, okay in this movie, you actually see it. a little bit more of his acting chops because he gets like, yes, gets dark. I want to talk about that. He gets depressed. I the, love him the, in the jail pre- jail, jail cell. Yeah, scene. in the yeah. interrogation yeah. room, yeah. he gets like really dark and like and totally yeah, different but, from the. Well, you Michael say J. something Fox like that, and then I can bring up something like Ben Stiller. I feel like he's played the same character since I first saw him. Yeah, he's got three characters. Yeah, he's like got he's, he's got the heavy weight. Just fine. He's got oh, I'm, again, yes, not he's saying got there's the heavy voice. I wouldn't say that they're a great actor, which of ends our time. up being dodgeball. Yeah, yeah, that's the same character. Yeah, that's the same character. Guys, almost the same character guy. as Tropic Thunder. Like as the actor, not the characters the actor portrays. Oh, sure. But yeah. God, such a weird movie. All but right, this is, this is in the '90s of my one of my favorite. This is '96, '80s. J. Fox, of course. Back to the Future One and Two. He knows him personally. He's calling him J. Fox. J. Fox. J. Fox. Wow, that's what um, people call. There's also a porn star I think named Michael Fox. I believe you would have that information. Um, so I think Back to the Future Two is '89. So I think one and two are both in the '80s. This is my favorite stretch of Michael J. Fox movies. We oh, have sure. Gre- Greedy, which I mentioned last time, has a phenomenal um, supporting cast, including Ed Bigley Jr., Kirk Douglas, is and the, is Phil like Hartman. an executive producer or something like that on Hollywood? No, that's um, Doc Hollywood. Doc Hollywood. No, Doc Hollywood's when he's a doctor from Hollywood who goes to a small town. Oh, yeah. That's a fantastic movie. I, but that, I have seen I think that. that's that 80s as well. But so the three stretch of, of 90s movies is Greedy... Life with Mikey, where he's an old child star like a Leave to Beaver. Oh. And then this, Frighteners. It's like mm-hmm. three years in a row, or maybe a couple just of them. Banging the out the years. hits, man. I feel like after that, I really want to go on a Michael J. Fox like run. So, yeah, just yeah. A, it's a, a good time. A marathon. God's just to City? watch. I, I, this is his I remember, last I remember film before oh, Spin really? City. Oh, is he, it? Okay. He realized because they filmed in New Zealand that he didn't want to be away from his family for yeah. so long that he's like, all right, I'll get back into television and stay home. Yeah. I would Spin City's fantastic. Yes, that part of that has to do with probably his disease as well. And sure. Which I don't think he... Because I feel like at the end of Spin City is when he actually comes out publicly and says that he's got Parkinson's Well, he disease. left Spin City before it because ends of because it. Charlie Sheen took over. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Well, I mean, we, no. Let's we talk about to. who directed this movie. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. How do you Produced guys know? Produced by Robert Zemeckis, which I did forget. Peter Jackson yes. directed this? Yeah. And, and written. What? I was playing off the list. Oh, <laughs> hilarious. Callback. Starring Michael J. Fox, Jeffrey Combs, Jake Busey, uh, Trina 
Alvardo, Al, Alvarado, Alvarado, A-L-V-A-R-A-D-O, Alvarado. I'll buy that. I'll buy it. I'm just sticking with the narrative that I can't Tracy. read. Good old um, Tracy. Names. Anything that's foreign to you. Yeah. Oh, you also didn't mention D. Wallace Stone. No, I left from him the howling, and, um, what's the, his name? Her, from no, her. Her. Oh, her. Patricia. Oh, Who's yes, the mom from E.T. I and didn't from recognize the her. Oh, she's phenomenal. Like Jeffrey Combs. Okay, that's where I stopped. I, I have my opinions on Jeffrey Combs. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can hold on to them. I, later, I think though. he derails the movie in you a direction. You derail the movie, yeah. Ricky Glor. Uh, first time seeing it, guys. What do you think? Ricky? First time or my first opinions time. this time? First time. First time I saw it was the 90s. I think we rented it. It was the white VHS with, uh, it's the same as the DVD color, with the um, the face pressing through of the demon face. Oh, was it one of those 3D box covers? Or no. It no. was on DVD where you could bend oh, it yeah, back the and forth. The VHS box yeah. wasn't like that. The, no. Like Ghost Ship is oh, like that. I actually think you could. It wasn't the 3D where it was the. Uh, Not I'm sorry, 3D. Though? I mean like physically like molded it was, out. It was. It was like uh, plastic. It was protruding like it was like yeah, that's textured. I mean. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, it might have been. Um, I think we rented it and. God, I remember my... textured box like mm-hmm. VHS box? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How crazy is that to think about? Textured boxes. Um, we have NFTs now. Really, Physical things you buy that you It really screwed touch. up your uh, like your uh, shelf. When oh you're yeah, there. yeah. But um, I remember watching it with my parents, and I don't think my parents were big fans of it because it's very offbeat. I think last time I mentioned that I think for me, this is the closest spiritually to being a good Ghostbusters sequel, just in the or tone, in the, universe in the feel. There. Yeah, I would say yes. yeah. that they're scary. They're funny. Uh, it's weird. It's offbeat. I remember. I think maybe I was the only one in my family at the age of what 96 yeah yep. this came out in 96 because in the same year two movies used a cover of don't fear the reaper in 96 the frighteners and scream one of the movies did really well frighteners right nope <laughs> nick uh this was my first time seeing it God. i went into it just neutral to be you yeah love it yeah. uh we wore this vhs out at the house like this was my my brother's one of our favorite movies couldn't really the, tell you why this and half-baked this half bake. Well, uh, we're not there Friday, yet, so don't tell us why. Uh, Friday yeah. interview with the vampire, and so some latent homosexuality yes, between uh, you and your brother. Always with the latent homosexuality. Um, no, we loved this movie. We loved Michael J. Fox. Uh, we just thought he was the best. Uh, we loved the cool ghost stuff, like the translucent. Um, we the, ju- the Jedi ghost. The it's Jedi like the ghost. Same, yes, it it's is. the same yeah, technology. Same technology. Yeah. Um, oh, we quoted the hell out of this movie. Like this was a. Express uh, express elevator to hell. No stops, no waits. Or my body is uh, is a roadmap of pain. We'd say that completely out of context, but we love the movie so much that we get a. You fucking know, kick your child it. is rocking a Jeffrey Combs haircut right yes, now. Yes, he is. He just said yeah. he got yes, a new haircut. Yes. And I was like, that looks really it's familiar. Very Jeffrey Combs, especially <laughs> yeah. in this film. Yeah, it's. I know. Is that what that you time. asked for when you went in? No, no. I, Samantha Combs. did it. And so you know what it's based off of? He wanted a young Hitler. Yes, oh, yeah, because totally. he was trying to infiltrate. Uh, I wouldn't have been surprised if, if he wanted to do a mustache, and they're just like, all right, we're getting a little too close. We're in Sweden. Yeah, the swastika um, on the hands enough. Buddy. But yeah, so this movie, we uh, we just, we love this movie. It's just one of those, and it, we'll get into it, but I mean, I will get into it. Metacritic score, Nick. Ooh. Metacritic score. Now, this is before Peter Jackson's King Kong. This is before Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. This is right after Dead and Alive and Heavenly Creatures. So, like, neither one of them yes. popped big on the festival circuits. Right. 62? 62. I'm going to go close because this is such an he offbeat. He looked at it. He looked at no, it. this is such an offbeat Was movie. No, I'm going to say, I'm going to go a little bit of prices right with you, but I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go 65. 52. 52. So you were closer. Right well, there. We both went over. So. Yeah. Right there in the middle. New showcase. Um, that makes sense, though, because. I have to imagine, I know that they moved it. They uh, Zemeckis and Peter Jackson wanted this to be a Halloween release. And Universal was well, like, that no. That makes sense. They're like, no. The the summer, you also have to think this is before the superhero boom. So this is 96. They're like, no, this is a great summer movie. Michael J. Fox, Back to the Future and Back to the Future sequels, great in the summer. Let's put this as a, a 4th of July, like August So they were movie. marketing it yeah. for Michael J. Fox, not, not the for what the itself. content of yeah, the movie sure. itself. It's, but I could see, like, how do you market this? Do you I mean, I mean, a, you, it's not a, the only, it just has ghosts, so it's Halloween there, but that's not like they're in the season of Halloween. Well, it's just normal. It's just a dreary, it is summertime, a dreary probably, movie, in the, in the. But do you want to go see us, yeah. like, 
most of the time the action movies are in the summer and they're usually set in daylight right like this is a dreary movie it's in new zealand it looks like rain like a lot of the times it's overcast like i don't want to go to a movie at a matinee at three o'clock in the afternoon and go see a dreary scary-esque movie i mean not moderately scary like kind of creepy and gross i oversold it to ali my wife as being scary and i think i'm still holding over feelings from when i was a kid that, like the last 20 minutes really freaked me out the last, the last definitely the last is... like 15 20 are the scariest part yep. but everything up until then i don't there's not really any jump scares and if no. they are they're kind of like comical like sure the ghost his his ghost buddies like pop out of the wall well or and also they any, like get stuck in the furniture anything or of like, the cgi you know. that might be scary like in the cold opening yeah now so yeah, the cold opening so bad. Like not look so bad. I'm not I don't think the CGI out. really looks that bad. I don't think for '96, I'm not looking at like going like this is '96. I was 100 percent thinking that this looked bad back in '96. Really? Like, but I'm I playing video I couldn't games. Remember? I'm yeah. playing video games. Yeah. So like '96, we're talking PlayStation One. We're talking uh, Nintendo 64. Here's my best point of reference. Like the the lighting is, is awful. The they they did a, a there's a microcosm version version of it and Peter Jackson is uh connected to the Elm Street series in a small way. Oh, the, do tell. The opening cold opening of uh the evil figure that we don't know which we'll reveal later that's popping through the walls. Yeah. is the same as Freddy in the first Elm that Street. That stuff yes. looked a little they like... they do practical in the original Elm Street in 84. Right, where they should have done that here, but Lycra, I can understand how... Lycra, you couldn't do that much. Yeah, it would have looked really bad. In the original Elm Street, it's like Honestly, I think seconds. the worst thing in this movie is Jeffrey Combs's like prosthetic chest. Yeah, it doesn't look good. That is the worst. It doesn't look good. Like the that makes all the CGI look really good. What it's trying to, to do is interesting, and uh, like I'm interested. But it just in looks like it. it looks Play-Doh. Awful. It, it looks, looks like Play-Doh, especially when he's like or silly his putty. Fingers over it. It, it looks like, like silly putty. And where's his fucking nipples at? Where yeah, they go? They got burned off. They got burned off in what? Yeah. Some cult that he was in, I guess. I mean, he talks about being. I don't remember the. I don't remember the nipples being. So a little bit. They are on his lead vest. A little bit of. Criticism he does have bat nipples on of him. him. As much as I enjoy his portrayal, I think it was a little, a little too much because I think they got excited what he was bringing, and he came in with this whole backstory, this extra backstory. You can listen to other podcasts where he talks. I think it's uh, Eli Roth, The History of Horror, yes. where he talks about all of the extra like Things okay, Peter Jackson ca- kept throwing at him, or like, they know that the he set. came. Oh, that he, he came with, that too, okay. that he was like, I think my character was infiltrating a Ku Klux Klan. I, I mean, blah, I blah, like blah. I like that backstory. I like the idea that he was this happy, and that's why he's so fucked but up, I is think because they, got they were too, like, we got another call for you to infiltrate. We got another call. So, of course, he's going to be screwed I think he got up. Too, I think they got as a, as a production. But it does get a little weird, and it's, and it's like, it's not really... I think they enjoyed it too much. Yeah. That they were like, oh, oh, my God, this is so much fun. This is so great. He's so kooky. It's like, great. Do a little bit of it, hold back on some of it, and yeah. then make another movie with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Because you're detracting a little bit from a lot of characters we have in this movie. That yeah, we there's don't a lot spend, of characters. And there's a lot of world building, too, that we don't get. Like, so we this get movie's just a little bit. Long, way longer than I thought it was. Yeah. I mean, it's two hours and like t- 10 minutes or something like that. It, like, that's way it longer is, than I was and, expecting. And I will say, on my first viewing of it. Did you do too? I did. I did. Okay. I watched it like. You did a, a, a deuce? Little, yeah, I did deuces. This almost could have been like two movies. Like, they kind of went one down. I wanted a little bit more of the jokiness of him and his his two buddies to his go crew. out i wanted some more of that punking right, that so they were doing let's run through the plot real quick yeah. ricky referenced it being um, um some sort of like predecessor to ghostbusters i think it's a soul sister of like a sure. ghostbusters sequel. well yeah i agree with you like it could be in the same universe sister? yeah so kevin well, bannister um is a medium of sorts i don't think they ever really like break in and what other being like they say he's a psychic look at the whatever the, not... bus- the business started they, oh, they do yeah, a couple close-ups or whatever, whatever that is yeah. um, so basically he's got two friend ghosts that keep him in business he runs from house they run from house cyrus to house. and stew stew um they run from house to house causing all sorts of havoc they leave his business card kevin banister gets the call he comes in does the uh bill murray and Dana Barrett's yeah, yes. like, yeah, the weird. Oh, they hate thing. this. Yeah. Like, it's Have that the shit. doors been slamming? Oh, God. And I'm on board. Like, hey, that's, totally that's the movie done. I was hoping to like continue on yeah. and watch is like this kind of thing. Yeah, that would it, be a fantastic I would have liked story. to watch. And they did like one house. The call. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, and then he starts seeing things, uh, i.e., numbers that are being 
um, etched into people's foreheads. Which, when he calls out his two ghosts that are helping him, uh, Flim Flam and Con Artist, these locals, he's like, hey, whoever did the etching of the numbers, uh, that wasn't funny. So we know that that means something more to him yes. than we know at this moment. Dropping that breadcrumb, baby. Yeah. Dropping that breadcrumb. It's so good. And it's the first instance of something being slightly a little bit creepier. Then uh, in the mix of the comedy, Chi McBride, who plays Cyrus, who's also the dishwasher from Waiting, Waiting, and is in a ton of other great things as a character actor. He's hilarious, phenomenal. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's fantastic in this because I couldn't name where what else Stu is in, and I'm sure if I looked up his IMDb page, maybe I would probably. But as soon as I saw Chi McBride, I was like, oh, I love this guy. Yeah, and he died during the '70s, so he has an afro. He's got like the bell bottoms. He's all decked out. Man, I still look like Flynn from the Mod Squad. Yeah. Oh, so. That's another line we always used to say because he complains about cigars. Yeah. And he's like, Cyrus, you're blow dead. Blow him you in my face. But yeah, but you can blow in my face. I don't know how many times we <laughs> yeah. said that as kids. Could you imagine an 11-year-old running around and be like, blow in my face? <laughs> yeah, that was us. That was me and my brother. Um, so he sees the number, and then, all, and then shit starts to get weird, and reality kind of snap backs at him with- Shit starts to get weird. Also, for five years, shit has been weird. Like, even before yes. then, we find out in our- um, as the the doctor, the woman Lucy, is yes. wa- has rented a VHS tape, which has a little nod to Heavenly Creatures characters. The two girls that were killers and Peter Jackson's previous movie are on the cover of the box. That's oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, Kate Winslet and uh, the character, the actress that she's in the Titanic. <laughs> she's in the Titanic. I saw her movies. You're hate me like one of your French girls. girls. She's in to reader. Um, but anyway, so they watch. I love that they where she's watching the VHS of the history of the massacre mm-hmm. of um, I can't think of Jake Busey's character's name and Patricia oh, Bradley or whatever. Um, Bartlett. Bartlett. Yes, yeah. Bartlett. Johnny Bartlett. Johnny Bartlett. Johnny Charles Bartlett. Oh. Um, Jonathan Charles Bartlett. And it's very like After 60 Charles minutes Manson. like Johnny Charles Bartlett. It made me feel walked like. Walked into the hospital with I, a loaded double barrel shotgun. I love that we're watching 90s films for a bunch of different reasons. But like when we started this podcast, it was mm, 2015 around then or whatever. Now that we're in 2022, like we're almost 30 years removed from, from a lot movie? of these movies that yeah. we're watching. And so the nostalgia goggles of like watching. 90s movies that are these own little period pieces this made me feel like when they showed those clips from that vhs house on haunted hill the opening yes where they're like and the sanitarium blah 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 but i was yep. like oh this is like this all this feels was a like, thing this is a yes. motif for a while yep uh-huh. i was like i love this um that was creepy yeah. and the line you opened the show with like oh yeah i got me a score 12 yeah yeah it's a just, game fucking love jake it Buse- that's why i love jake Busey and identity yes I, that's he plays a very similar I, character. I very much enjoy not only just because I think the twist is bonkers, but the other tw- the other eight twists. That the, are movie in the movie is so good that the bonkers twist slightly takes you out of it. But we're does, not. Uh, does he yeah. play a, does, in any of his films? Does he a uh, normal person? A normal person? Because no. no. like Have in Contact, he in plays the, like the oh he's the, the crazy bomber, the crazy yep. yeah. yeah the crazy like uh, spiritual guy that yeah. you know. Don't, this don't is God's do this. Machine. Yeah, it's God's machine. It's yep. going to kill us all. Well, he's Gary Busey's son. So I think, like, when he goes yeah. into an audition, I mean, he like, just looks well, like a, they're like, do you have a, a what's white your last psychotic name again? guy? Yeah. White psychotic guy. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, those that's are the characters he plays. Staple. But, but so this movie, um, when they when they show that at the beginning, like, I, I love that just everything they're going into with, I love the duality of tone where there there's the humor. But then there's the seriousness, and I think a lot of it has to go to Peter Jackson, but I think you also get the feeling of Peter Jackson is a devotee of Sam Raimi. Yes. But I think there's more, This maybe this is heresy. And also Peter Jackson has taken quite a step away after the success of The Lord, Lord of, of the Rings. Rings. Yeah, and The Hobbit and all that. Right. That his earlier works, like Dead Alive and, oh, what's the first one? Um, Bad oh, Taste. Bad Taste, yeah. That they're very Sam Raimi influenced. Yes. But I think they're Sam Raimi with more heart, more uh, story. More money. Well, I mean, this movie, definitely. Not this movie. I Just even uh, Dead Alive, I feel like, had more money than any of the Evil Deads, except for maybe the third one. Maybe. The second one, I don't know. Uh, I don't either. But just because the feel special like effects got, is pretty good. Well, I Evil feel Dead like he's too. dumping more money in the special effects. Okay, so, Kevin yeah. Bannister. So, the movie ends up being to the part where him and Lucy... 
merge because Lucy's husband dies, also had a number on his forehead, and she knows him as the medium, the psychic, whatever the card says. Now we're starting to unravel that this is a thing. There is a serial killer on the loose that is killing people by squeezing their That's hearts. That's where we were. So you said about things get fucked up. Like for five years, yeah. people have been getting killed mysteriously yeah, by their exactly. hearts. Exactly. But it's now, yeah. it's coming to him now. Um, Including Kevin Bannister. Yes. Wait. His wife, Deborah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, to jump forward, so Bartlett ends up being the Grim Reaper. Was that ever? I don't know. I can't remember if that was ever said, but like, yeah, there is the that, devil there is gave that scene him... where they do the flashback to his wife getting killed, and he like jumps out of the Grim Reaper outfit, like he like, yeah. like, and that that threw me for a loop. I was just like, so is but he I... using that as like a disguise, like a cloaking I... device? But yeah. I don't know. I for can't who? remember if somebody for us, the audience. Okay. okay. Well, I, I have. I Does it give him more powers? Because he never gets no, it back. No, I don't once, think it's that. Once I think Bannister it's... gets it off him, I think it's under the guise of. The devil saying like, "Hey, I need you to go be the Grim Reaper. Get these people that I that are on this list." And he's like, "I'm gonna get a bunch of different people because fuck you, because I got to get my number back up." I again. don't think so. Just because at the end, once they're pulled into hell, he and he says that he escaped because Patricia brought him back. Oh, uh, yes, the with the Ouija says, boards, with and the stuff, Ouija boards yes. and stuff. So I almost feel like he was just doing that as a guise for the other ghosts that are... So nobody else can... To kind of scare them, yeah, I guess. But then again, uh, when he's running through the graveyard, and um, what's his name? Arlie, Arlie Emery? Yeah, comes out, and he like sees him I for the first time. He just thinks he's like a ghost like anybody else, even though he's got the cloak on. And he's like, you're asking to get back in your grave, and yeah. then he fucking... Does Sound the, off like you have a pair! One of the, <laughs> yeah. So again, this is another reason why me and my brother I will, love I this do movie love so much. That, the scythe that he keeps yes. going out. The he thing fucking like, pops it's it. It's like a switchblade. Yes, it's so good! It is really it's cool. It's one of the coolest weapons, I feel like, in yeah. a very long time. What's crazy is, also in this like three-year time it's very span, video gamey. From 96, yes. uh, I can't remember which... New Line made Final Destination. Yes. Jeffrey Ruddick, who, re- who wrote uh, Final Destination... One of the things New Line wanted to do is they wanted to see a personification of death in the movie. Oh, uh, okay. And so, oh. and it was like, you don't see that character in the movie. Right. But I feel like if they'd had their druthers, that would have appeared. And so, like, in this, it's great because it works as the misdirection for the little mystery that you're yeah. finding out at the end. Yeah. That reminds me of Bird Box. You guys yeah. Bird Box? Yes. Um, they were going to personify the, the evil that people see that turns them. Yeah. They were going to be giant babies. Oh my that was god! Like, that's what the drawings were giant babies. I don't get it either. No, it's but way whatever. scarier when it's off camera. Yeah, way scarier. Oh yeah, I feel anything like anything is way nine scarier times off camera. 10, yeah, or practical. It's either off camera, practical, well, or special yeah. effects. Like, a sound the... off in the distance and the dark, yeah. you can't see it, and you let the audience oh, figure I mean, out what it is. And I bring this up all the time, but the the things that still scare me, even though I've seen them a thousand times, Halloween, when we're 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 panning across the room and we see Myers in the background. And then in a sing- in the same single shot, we pan back and he's mm-hmm. gone. That shit still scares me. That's the stuff that really. Scares or the me. always the, the cut to the window and the uh, up the attic window upstairs from yes. the out- exterior. You see an old lady in it, and then somebody else looks up and, that's and gone. it's gone. Yeah. So you're that's just like, well, wait, what, yeah. what? But I will say, I mean, a ding against this movie is the fact that that there is no reason for him to look like the Grim Reaper, other than the audience watching the movie to have it's the reveal. Either, yeah. The well, it's not explained. So can these ghosts kill each other? Because at one point he reaches into and he takes their life and he force. rips their yeah. heart, their ghost heart out, and crushes it, so. and it pushes them up to heaven again. Yeah, so, so that's like, crossing the plane again. Yeah. So you have to. Yeah. So he. That's why I'm. So trying these to, ghosts can kill each other essentially. Well, because why is can. he even more powerful than? And does because Fra- he's sorry, so evil. Does Frank say to Ray, "If you miss going up in the the, it comes around again in a year." It's yes. basically the the tunnel slash umbilical cord up to heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah, white light year. comes yeah. around again in a yeah, year. Yeah, you have it a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yep. you can, I guess, you can keep choosing to forego it. But it sounds like he talks about how you just have like this um, um, ectoplasm, ectoplasm, which, which is again, another Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters pulse. Yes. Yep. Well, and I wrote the, that down. Well, I love that they explained it because I was just like, why do they look so fucking disgusting? And then he does that. That reveal in the alley when the when his uh one the the boyfriend Ray. dies or whatever yeah yeah yep. talks husband, about yeah. like he's like you'll be here for a year leaking ectoplasm and all that stuff out. well and another Elm Street connection and they do it in five when Freddy's feeding the souls to Alice's unborn baby 
the it's a different color it's not blue but i called it umbilical cord the tunnel going up to heaven looks exactly like the tunnel going down of her right. umbilical cord when freddie's feeding the souls to her unborn baby mm. yeah and okay. peter jackson wrote a unproduced script for freddie's dead where freddie was so you think he borrowed that kind of like, i think he depending on the yeah. year he wrote it I, I just i i think he was a fan and i think there's a when did freddie's dead come out 90 well this was in Elm Street 5, which was 89, oh, so this true. was in 95. Okay. But yeah. It ends up being that um, Patricia, um, f- who was being haunted from the beginning, yeah, is actually- Whose the... mom looks like moms from uh, Futurama. Yes, with she the does. Bun, yes, with the bun she does. hair. Yeah. Yes. It looks like, like Dracula's wife or yeah. something like yeah, that. She great. looks, yeah. From, yeah, she uh, looks from when she came in, I was like- Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. That's an interesting yeah. hairstyle. Yeah. You got the two yeah. bumps on the head. Like um, She uh, was actually the girlfriend of Bartlett. Who I had to go back and check. So when Bartlett's going around killing all these people in this hospital, sixty-seven. Yeah. Uh, I didn't write earlier that down. I don't know. That um, sounds yeah. She's fourteen. Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so how he's old like Bartlett. Do you think? Oh, easily 18, 20? 19, 20. Yeah. He's yeah, got to okay. be. I don't. Know, that's. I, don't, I thought say, that was weird. The, Lucy says, "Oh, she was a misguided that's girl." That's the weird part: is the love. age gap, that not was at the them very killing beginning each other. Of what was weird? Not the <laughs> yeah. No, the weird part is the way they get off together is her stabbing his ghost figure with a knife. Oh yeah, and he just gets in on that, and then suddenly, <laughs> it's I. So when I was watching this movie, I was like, "All right, what can he do? Who can he really interact with? Like, can he just push anything? It's, is this ghost where you have to learn to interact with the world? Well, you I do. Mean, you kind of, you Michael J. Fox character or not? not well, I mean, Michael J. Fox. Well, Michael Pacer, J. Fox falls through, but first, Stu yes. is like yeah. a younger ghost to where he like gets early on in the movie, he gets stuck in like a wall. Are you in or out, Stu? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah All yeah. the doors. Yeah, the front learning. door. He's, he's still like, learning. and he's still learning. Like you have to like probably like make yourself. Pass, be able to pass through things. So. Well, as a ghost, you also shouldn't get queasy from like oh, which is uh, super funny. motion sick. But the cold open is weird. So like the cold Patricia open is having weird. the mom, like that is almost it looks like a fifty year old woman, which D. Wallstone might have only been in her forties when this happened, Oof. and like living with her mom and like with the long hair and like looking like she's supposed well, to be she younger. Helped kill twelve other people. But her daughter did at the beginning, so, like, but like we don't know that, and she's with her mom. Sure. And like even that is weird. Like at the beginning, it's not a normal final girl opening or even even first victim opening. Right. We're like, there's something weird going on with this. The woman playing her mom was probably only like ten years older than her Maybe. in real life. Yeah, she does look pretty old. Um, so the the movie concludes with Kevin Bannister taking Bartlett's ashes that are sitting in Patricia's closet. Classic old tale that Jeffrey Combs called out. He's like, oh, what do you got to do? Yeah. Got to take these to sacred ground. And... Yeah. And that's exactly what he's yeah. trying to do. He's trying to take it to sacred ground. Kevin Bannister dies. <gasps> and then he comes back. Frank Bannister. For... Frank Bannister. Who's Kevin Bannister? Who's Kevin Bannister? Is that rookie of the year? Yeah. Because uh, on the on the exacto knife. Yeah. That FB. she, that Patricia yeah. used to carve in his, his dead wife's forehead. Um, he takes the, the his ashes to hollow grounds, which happens to be the cathedral inside the hospital slash mental hospital that belly up because he killed a bunch of people way back in the day um kevin bannister's high fidelity god damn it yes that's it is. why we know yes. it oh i gotta god re-edit ever just say just say one day she was kissing just me say and the Frank next Bannister. day was kissing kevin, kevin bannister oh uh, well they've no, been actually, married I'm for his, 10 years i'm his yeah. first i'm yeah. her first now you have to go back and edit in frank i'm gonna have to watch kevin. that movie again just yeah. to get out of my head well maybe we'll get it for real 90 because i think it's 99 or is it 2000 it's 99 i think okay. yeah. uh so he ends up dying she chokes him out with a shotgun Yep. Across the throat, yeah. which is a weird way to go. He comes back as a ghost, grabs her, and then pulls her up with Rips him. her out of her body. What the fuck? Never seen the that before. The hospital stuff is so creepy. It's wild. The it lighting. He's, he's the, slipping uh, in the, and the out of reality. And yeah. well, and I kept looking at it. I was just like, I wonder. I was like, clearly, yeah, it's too obviously past, two different sets. But it's like, did they do the one set and then age this to be the old set? Like, yeah. Oh, you yeah. mean like digitally or no, no, no? Like when, oh, they, like just, when they like just took did a torch it. to it, they were like, "Let's yeah. shoot everything in the hospital now. Let's turn this into the old set." Like, but the other thing that that fucking terrifies me is because um, uh, Patricia puts so she grabs the shotgun from the house to start shooting everybody. She straps a flashlight to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like being in a darkened hallway, looking down at a crossway and seeing the, suddenly a, a, a flashlight beam scares the shit out of me mm-hmm. like that is one of those things well because you know that late at night with that flashlight is a shotgun so. exactly <laughs> yes but it's just like oh oh shit a flashlight but you know what i mean it's anyway. just a flashlight so bartlett goes after the both of them 
as they're flying up to heaven. He lets her go. Bartlett grabs her and says, we're going back for more. Suddenly, the umbilical cord to heaven becomes the anus of hell. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and these weird worm worms like, tremor, like Look, tremors like worm things. I cannot speak for Peter Jackson and Robert Zemeckis. But I, sure, I don't think what, they would let you. What they had on listening. page is not what was executed in that final CGI moment. They were wanting an R, and they were trying to give them a PG-13. They so, ended up with an R. I had to double check. So, so for the R, Peter Jackson, they sorry, Peter Jackson, Zemeckis wanted a PG-13, and because they kept on giving them an R, he made a couple more things gruesome. So like Jeffrey Combs, he's like, we're just gonna earn being, this R yeah, now. Be, had being blown off. They're like, just yeah. fucking add it, add it all in. I can only imagine that they had something a little bit more fucked up for that final scene. Because, like, as it is, it almost looks like a screensaver of, like, snakes going around. <laughs> it really around. does. It like, really does. Like, they move at right angles and everything. Yeah. yeah. $40 million? $35 million? Uh, I know I'll, they. I I'll can't remember, but I know they made their it. money back uh, when it went wide through the world. Uh, Probably at least on video. And then Frank Bannister gets another go. Because why not? And now he's banging you see Lucy Cyrus and Stu, and Deborah's well, like, I mean, "It's okay, go yeah. fuck, go, go bang the Lucy." You could go, go with bang. like he did such a good deed of getting these like horrible spirits out the planet. I mean, I guess he did sacrifice himself, but again, pulling the soul—if you're a soul, yeah. which I'm assuming—that's what he is—a ghost, a soul. Yeah, and sure. he's pulling the soul out of a human being, a live human but, being, but a horrible human being that has so helped kill <laughs> forty right. plus people. But you're still playing God. That's not up for you. We to didn't decide. even mention the news. The newswoman Magda. Oh, that wasn't a big deal to me. They were just trying to like. But that was a big subplot of like we see her end up dying. We see the journalist who writes the expose on him. Sure, and she blames like, him. That's yeah. another line. You're a murderer. That's another yeah. line we used to say all the time. So, <laughs> what what do you guys think the budget was for the uh, movie? It's probably like forty million. Forty three million, Bob. It was twenty six million, Oof. and then what do you think it made? Forty million. I think it doubled its money. One hundred and twelve million dollars. <laughs> So if it was not a success, I already told you that twenty three point three million. Oh. Which after, I mean that's that's I mean it, it luckily made, made it made some money. Made yeah. it, it made money a little back, money, but yeah. I mean, Jay Fox got paid, so that's all. Jay Fox. One of the things I want to talk about is the comedy in this movie. I mean, you could say that the cold opening is hilarious because the sexual effects are terrible, but the the fact that like Patricia or not Patricia Lucy and um her husband whose yeah, name I Ray. forget Ray who are like going through what for all intents and purposes and she's a doctor so the yes. fact that Ray is a skeptic and is like so against like fucking Michael J Fox is just a flim flam man he's just doing this to not but have he's to sitting pay for my but he's saying fence. this he's monologuing this sitting at the kitchen room table at the yeah. kitchen room table where there's fucking plates flying around his head and all this crazy like yeah. ghost shit's happening very funny and he's just like just call him just call. Yeah, like this is bullshit. I feel like the comedy <laughs> yeah. in this movie. He knows it's bullshit, but he's like, just whatever, just do it. Yeah, he's got the uh, he's got the little towel pressed against his forehead, yeah. like it's supposed to cool well, that, him and down. That covers the the number. So then, when he takes it off later, oh, I didn't that's think the about only that. time that Michael J. Fox oh, sees it's revealed. Think about that. Revealed. Oh, that's great. See, that's I will say, I love I love that whole scene, though. and that's why I wanted more of it. Is like yeah. I love him bringing in that like weird like you wanted steampunk style radio that he sets down, and then like this little coffee baggy pops up and like these are the these are the spirits caught in here where do you, oh I'll, I'll throw them down the garbage disposal you only see it one more time and that is with the i don't know if it's like a local politician with the babies in the room yeah oh yeah but she calls around. his bluff because she yeah. has read the article and knows and that's that when he hits the gazette. i love that the article of him being a con man is what makes her go it's like front news well but, front page news i love that 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 is her what babies makes, just flew around yes, the room and she's just like wait a second thing with ray they're just sitting at the kitchen table yeah. like it's no big fucking deal which makes me th believe even more to the ghostbuster theory yeah because so like they would have an these, idea yeah. of like okay when the ghostbusters took all care of the ghosts oh this shit's happening fucking all right whatever like they're not mean to us like they're not tr like coming out right. of they're not demons coming out of paintings but like i bought that with ray because ray was cheap Ray was like, because as we find out later, he he blew all their money on a bad investment. So like oh, he was yes. tight with Very her, his wife's money anyway. It was it's his wife's more, money. It's that more, he was, more of that ghost stuff there. So right, but like the then the, the the senator or whatever the politician or whatever the other dignitary was that ends up at the um at the art exhibit later, where Magda gets kidnapped. Yeah. Um. 
like her with the babies flying around, like her being like, you saw your babies fucking flying around. Like, okay, maybe this guy's a con man, but like, but she barely ever a, sees again, her babies. Ghostbusters. Anyway, so. He's a con man with ghosts, just like Slimer ends up being too. in the car yeah. in the cartoon. Yeah. 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 No, it's. Uh, I mean, all right, boy. but okay. What what? But what, I just wanted what more ads or detracts. Like so, like John Aston, who plays Judge. Um, who, oh yeah, it's funny. which we need to mention Adam's family and TV show and amazing. Well, and he ends up Peter Jackson works with his son Sean Aston, which is oh, yeah. stepson, yeah, technically uh, in the Lord of the Rings yeah. movies. But all of them, a lot of his stuff Rudy. got cut. He didn't get Rudy. killed in the original cut of this movie. When he gets chopped in half at the museum, you see him dragging his body along. Right, and he actually his character ends riding off on a horse with the dog after the cemetery scene. But they had to cut a lot of it for pacing. So they're like, all right, we'll just get rid of him at the museum. Which I feel like that's just the Peter Jackson thing. Like, I feel like he films six hours for a two-hour movie. Yeah. But I think I, that's just his thing. But, yeah. okay, so but go, going with that and the Jeffrey Combs stuff, like, is the movie offbeat and that's why it works? Or it doesn't work. I mean, that's we'll get to that with the ratings or the suggestions if we recommend it or not. Or is it offbeat because the comedy needed to be honed a little bit more and there didn't need to be as much Jeffrey Combs or they needed to be less judge or like, I'll say the Jeffrey like, Combs think? thing. I just feel like Jeffrey Combs, like we talked about earlier is that he was a character that was, he was interesting, but then you got too much of him. Like again, when I initially watched this, I wanted more of the, the him like scamming people over and his friend i wanted more of that comedy when it got to the when he got really dark in that interrogation room and now he's like being like put on trial for all these murders and, and I things feel like, like that if you don't know the ending i think you start questioning fuck okay this so this started happening right yeah. after frank's wife i just wife feel died. like it's it's Is just he the cause five of five years i just feel like it's two separate movies almost as like they had a story going one way and then they were told to go a different like i don't really like the ending, even though there's a twist, I just think it gets too dark for what I thought this was going to be at the beginning, a, like a, a funny movie with these ghosts doing their antics and things like that. Mm-hmm. And and when it got into this, like, they're trying to kill more people than it became like a, a, a serial killer movie. So the difference between this and Ghostbusters for you is Ghostbusters, when they get to the end, it still has a lot of levity because it's a giant marshmallow monster with Gozer. Yeah, there's still like a comedy at there's comedy at the They're end like, of it. If you're, ever no asked comedy if you're a god, at the end Ray, of this. say you're a god. Yeah, because yeah, the comedy yes. cuts like yes, with the comedy at stops. the third act, the comedy's I gone. Dig the seriousness, but that but I would dig it if it was a different. I feel like the third act goes to a different. Well, that movie. No, I agree. I feel like I would dig more seriousness if it started earlier and pivoted earlier. Yeah. Where, but then when Jeffrey Combs's character comes in, it's like it amplifies the weirdness, but it's not the same funny weirdness as like the antics with the ghost. It's like this other thing, and it's like, okay, we're not having as much ghost funny, but we're now this is just weird funny or just offbeat. Like I don't know how to describe it. This movie. Once we get to the recommendations, I'm like, I think we're there. I don't know how to. I, I don't know how to sell this movie to someone. There. All right, Nick. Then you sell it to me. What's your? Do you recommend this movie? Yeah, I recommend the movie. I think it is. It has funny parts at the beginning. I mean, it does get dark at it, but I think, I think overall, I enjoy. I, I enjoyed the movie, and I would. I I do like the twist at the end. There is a twist, but again, I just feel like it. Maybe could be a another movie that that ending could tag on to, and I wanted more of that comedy on the front end. You want to a continue sequel. throughout? Not a true. I wanted it to be a little bit more lighthearted and not get so dark so fast because even right like ray who's yeah. still following lucy even so i recommend he was kind of a shitty husband like when she goes into the bradley house and he sees that the house itself is this like entity of evil he's like still with her and he ends up sacrificing himself in front of in front of johnny right it's like so he's not a bad guy but it's like we there's so many fucking characters in this movie like i said we we didn't even mention the guy in the bathroom at the medieval restaurant that oh, Frank gets caught, like big. called out for being like his murderer. But I'm saying Magda, the the journalist who ends up dying at the museum. That yeah, that's an easy cut right there. That whole museum scene 
which is a lot of humor, kind of, with like, oh, we didn't even mention judge walking the judge the... fucking the mummy. Yeah. Right. Like seeing his oh, butt. Oh, yeah. It was like, like the Egyptian. Down, yeah, he's like, like, I like it when they lay still. Yeah. Like, it's weird. With his jaw falling off because the that dog was painful to watch. His yeah. jaw dislocated the whole time. I was like, it's gross. Fix it. It's Peter Jackson. Jackson. We didn't even mention the sub. There's so many things we didn't mention. Ricky, do you recommend this movie? It's hard to recommend. Is like, we didn't even go to the subplot of like Frank Bannister. Being accused of being the perpetrator of all these deaths that have happened in this community in five years after, yeah, after his wife being killed, of like, and it, it, people she would question, have been she would have been the first one. The plot line of people questioning, like, did he kill his wife, and her, the number being carved, and them setting him up, and blah, like all of this stuff, and all of these characters that it touches that they kind of interweave. It's hard because I think unless you're going into the movie being like. This is going to be an offbeat movie. There's going to be humor, but then it's going to get serious. And don't be thrown off by the CGI because it does not look that great. And it's an older movie. Disagree. Didn't look that great back then. But just, just let you know. PlayStation 1. There's so, and then Jeffrey Cunt. There's so many like that I think it is hard for me to recommend this as a flat recommend. Like if you're a Michael J. Fox fan, that's like you got to see fucking everything he does. And like you want to see a variation of Marty McFly that gets serious. This is a great, it's very good. Like, very yeah, good. add this because this will do some weird things that you'll love. But like, I think for a horror fan, fan, I think this is a hard recommend because of the humor and the horror doesn't really happen until closer to the end. Like they, they tiptoe into yeah. it. I say this is a recommend with caveats that like it has. It's to a be, light recommend. It's a light recommend because you got to know the person because I could see you just being like, you like movies. Like, hey guys, watch, watch you this like movie. movies? We're like, even like, you like horror movies? Because I even, before Allie, we, before we watched it, she hadn't fallen asleep halfway through. But I was like, this movie's creepy. And like, the first I love half that an that's hour, her go through is like, is the movie good? Uh, she fell asleep halfway through, matter. so the answer's no. No, no, it doesn't matter. Like, nine, oh, really? Nine o'clock hits, like, it doesn't matter. The movie could be the best movie ever, and nine o'clock, she's going to fall asleep. She's just like, I was like, is she a robot? This Ricky? movie's like, creepy. And I think at one point, like, I could see on her face, she's like, Okay, when does the creepiness come? Because this is pretty humorous. Like, this is weird. But then I was like, oh, yeah, it doesn't really get that creepy until, like, the end. Until the rug monster. Until, well, the rug monster's at the beginning, and then it comes rug, back at the end. Rug. It's a it's a, a book frame. Uh, or a Oh, the picture bookend. ghost is bookend, pretty cool, yeah. too, I feel like. Cause, like he I love it because it was inverted. The dad, you can see, like, inverted. inverted yes. of it. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then it pops through the other yep. wall side. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, like, a lot of things I like about it. But it's not too weird. That like a mass audience of someone who's a Michael J. Fox fan wouldn't like it. Where are you, Eric? I mean, you like so you liked it, and you said you haven't <laughs> seen it. You Keep said it you short. haven't seen it in twenty Keep minutes. Keep it super short. Twenty minutes. 20 or years. twenty years. Twenty yeah. years. It's been a very long time since I've seen this movie. Um, God, I still really like this movie, but I like it for different reasons now. Um, so I love Michael J. Fox in this. I think he's fantastic. He is Marty McFly. We do get the serious of him I feel like we get the full gamut of his this is gonna sound bad but his actor actor spectrum <laughs> than anything else I've seen him in which is also very limited other than like Doc Hollywood and That's Family right. Ties Family Matters yeah, Family yeah, Ties figure it out. No, Family Matters is probably a better show did um, I do that yeah um, I mean I've Southern Urkel so I will say well, this you know. like I, I read his his biography like I am a fan so of, did Nick yeah, I, I think book. I gave you I the did. book. Or did you give it to me? I don't know. Either it's one a, of those. I, did, I am a fan of Michael J. Fox. So take that as what it is. Um, this movie now speaks to me in volumes of who Peter Jackson truly is. He is that dead alive. He is that bad taste. But he also, when given money from Hollywood, can spend it on good things. He bought Michael J. Fox, which I feel like probably was a pretty heavy candy. Eh? A lot of people passed on this movie before Michael J. Fox. That's fine. I still feel like he's a pretty good role. He's a pretty good cast for this. No, I think he's a great cast. I think he went out of his way to cast Jeffrey Combs because he wanted the cult following of Jeffrey Combs to bring that that crowd in to keep the movie. They weren't boiling. sure that Jeffrey Combs was still acting when he got hired for this. Similarly, for, I believe that. for Arlie Emery, they wrote it, uh, Fran, I can't think of the last name, who co-wrote it with peter jackson dresser. we're like they're yes. like friend dresser friend dresser <laughs> they're like when they're writing it they're like well this is an arlie emery full metal jacket like character yeah and they're like we could probably get him and they're like shut up he probably <laughs> like, still has the costume yeah, yeah right 
I always for Jeffrey Combs. Sorry, continue, and then I'll no, say anything. No, I was gonna say for Jeffrey Combs, I could not help but be like Jim Carrey could play this exact yes, same. Yes, he's role. very yes. Jim Carrey. I mean, it's and so like Jim that. Carrey. I like that. Um, when he freaks out in the car, when uh, Patricia, not Patricia, Lucy's in the. I don't know why I keep doing that. Lucy's in the back, and she's uh, handcuffed, and she like finds her way out of. Finds the, a quarter and a screw. Yeah, let's talk about yeah, that. And rip. Yeah, that but was, the, the fact that he like that. has this conniption fit trying to get out of the car. Yes. It's very humanistic to me. And there's a lot of this movie that does that, where it's just like, yes, we're watching a movie. There's a lot of weird shit going, but this guy's got issues, and he's still trying to deal with how he's falling asleep at night because of his fucking trauma that we're going to learn it's about. It's the same as Frank. Oh, he has like, PTSD. Oh, through him, the roof. Him yeah. getting, him getting um, well, he's getting shit. Like, he's getting saddled with paranormal cases. Yes, it's not like he's the best man for the job. It's no. like fuck. We got to put he's somebody. He's the only on this. one that could, that will take them. Frank's the same way of like all the PTSD that he's going through of the argument with his wife and her dying, and like winning the garden. But he built a basketball court. A that's lot Peter of Jackson. Things. I yeah. feel like that's what Peter Jackson's good at. He's good at world building. He's good at like sprinkling that shit in, even though it may be weird and fantastical. Like I feel like that's what he's good at. That's why I like this movie. That's one of the reasons why I like this movie so much. Is like uh, more now is because I know who Peter Jackson is. And, like, I can see Peter Jackson in this. I can see the comedy. I can see the grossness. Um, we talked about it a little bit when they're in the um, the cemetery, and he finally cuts down Bartlett, and he's, like, slapping his face against the, mm-hmm. the fucking concrete of the... Of the That's of for the Tim reveal. Yeah. yeah, like, that is evil dead. That is dead alive. All this grossness, the, the goop and the, the bubbles, like, that's Peter Jackson. That's what he does when he wants to do horror. And I love that kind of horror. Same with Sam Raimi. Like, he's very body horror. Like, he's very special effects and very, like, let's make this look gross, as, as gross as we can, because we can't do scary, so let's do gross, which becomes awful scary. But for me, there's a disconnect when it starts leaning into the CGI. Like, where... You, yes, it does. Where, yeah, where which, is, more which is sad. I mean, yeah. I feel like if this, if this movie was made today, the CGI would be a way better. I feel like it would come but off a lot CGI more The CGI for me is always dated. I feel like, um, again, with the Peter Jackson part is like um, one of the scenes that like brought me back to 1996 was when Death jumps onto his P.O.S. piece of shit <laughs> car yeah. and he takes that sickle or that scythe or scythe. A scythe and it's yeah. Un- it's underneath yes. His and it's neck, right yeah. underneath his neck. I was like, fuck, I remember feeling like I feel that in my balls. That's how bad it felt. Where it's like, should have felt my, it in your neck. No, yeah, like neck my whole my whole body drops. No, I my balls know. are up here. Yeah, I'm a oh, ball chinian from so what, Men in Black. I'm going to ask this question. Do we connect... Uh, not that Michael J. Fox is as divisive as, say, like a Martin Short of like, you love him or you hate him. But do you think we connect with Michael J. Fox? Because even though he is more of a grown-up, he still embodies a childlike quality that we connected with him when he was younger, that we still... That's probably his voice. I feel like his voice hasn't like changed. And like his stature, like he's kind yeah, of the little. way he carries himself. Yeah, and I, I just feel like that's who he there's is. There's just though. something like it's I, not a childlike thing to me. Well, I well, just but say he's when like we were, the, when well, we were kids, we no. liked like when we were ten. Right, well, he's not 95. like he's not the big muscular leading man role. Yeah, he's right. more of like oh, I could see myself playing that character. Yeah. But like, like he's I, just your everyday. But I'm even saying like person. difference between him and Tom Cruise are probably similar heights. They're playing very different roles, but like I'm drawn to Michael J. Fox of like his sarcasm, his witticism. Yeah, I feel like I relate closer to Michael J. Fox than I do to Tom Cruise. I just like watching him. I'm just yeah. like that's why I've said before. What do you like, I do? feel like he's one of the, the one of the greatest actors of our time because he's entertaining. Like he's in shit that we really enjoy watching. Um, he's good in that shit. Like I, I don't know if he adds to it. Like I don't know if he if you took Michael J. Fox out of Back to the Future, if it makes the movie any better or well, worse. Well, we know, we know it makes it better. Well, I know it makes it Stoltz. better because of what's the Stoltz, <laughs> Eric Stoltz, yeah. yeah. But, but so, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't know if he's bringing anything to the table, but he's definitely not not welcomed. Like, you know what I mean? Again, I didn't realize. Is I, it a litmus test for who you, like, you recommend no, it to everybody, but then you're like, what did you think of it? No, I feel like this is a roller coaster film to me where you guys have been on a roller coaster. Nobody likes every part of a roller coaster. There's some people who really love the beginning. There's other people who love the loops. There's some people like the corkscrews. But you always get on the fucking roller coaster, and you enjoy the parts you enjoy. As long as I've had my uh, motion sickness medicine. Yeah, you're old. Well, now you're taking the fun out of it. Even when I was young, yeah. Oh, really? That sucks. Yeah. No, I feel like this movie has something for everybody. Um, I feel like it may take people who won't watch a horror movie, might bring them to the horror because of the comedy. And then the ghost thing. Everybody understands ghosts. There's, you know, ghosts just isn't a horror genre. It's romance. It's, you know, action. There's, you know, ghosts are in everything, you know. 
Um, so it's not subject to just the horror genre. So you can't just put it in horror. Like so I went would... back and I was reading IMDb. Like the first tag in this movie is humor, and then it's fantasy, and then it's horror. So are you saying you would recommend this the same way you would recommend Ghostbusters? Yes, absolutely. Because okay. again, Ghostbusters. I feel like there's that movie is so robust, and there's it's there's so many unique things going on at once. Not all of them great, and not all of them work together. But there's enough going on that if you could sit anybody down in front of the TV and said, let's watch this movie, they're going to enjoy some part of the movie to a point where that's the that's going to let them go throughout their whole movie till its end. And that'll be the part that they talk about. Do you know what I mean? So like for me, like it's the fun, goofy, gross stuff. That's when I talk about. But with you guys, it might be like how cool it would have been if you would have saw the ghost like mucking around in other people's houses and he's like you know what I mean there's or something here for everybody the introduction of the the doctor and you don't know necessarily I, I love the um, well, they, they do this in Back to the Future where they they plant stuff at the beginning that pays off later yeah they're, they're, they're the best at doing that especially in the first Back to the Future and then they they do it ad nauseum to the other ones but the the doctor in the cemetery when Frank he approaches Frank and he's Number just 12. like Yes, he's like, thank you so much for getting the revenge on him and yep. blah, blah, and vanquishing him. And then we see his death. Yeah. yeah. Later. And I was just like, oh. And the, well, that's not even before. So, good. so even before that, like you hear Bartlett saying, like, ha, could you imagine what if he had known what's been happening in the past five years? He'd have yeah. no idea because he assumed There's a lot that more he was than the that last. one. He assumed that 12 was yeah. it. And now with the 12, that he's got his revenge. That's over. And I think that is Zemeckis. Because like I know we've Could been be, saying yeah. Zemeckis and Back to the Future and Michael J. Fox, I think that is the fusion of Peter Jackson and Zemeckis. Yeah. No, I just so yeah, I recommend this movie. Zemeckis was like, Peter, let's go back in time <laughs> and show I mean, him getting shot. You the whole time. We do. Flashbacks, we yeah, do with him. Flashbacks. With him, and he can interact. With that's the flashbacks, never explained. So that's, like that's Frank Bannister do. doesn't know that he has the power. He has the power to see the past. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. No, I think this movie's great. I think I think there's. I think it's got everything in it. I don't think it's a fantastic. I don't think it's a great movie. I don't think it's like a top. Who who does the oh AMC does the top whatever AFI AFI. It's American not going to be on that list. But boy, if you're just looking for a fun like let's sit down, let's drink, let's have a great yeah, time. Uh, There's something good, like, here Friday for everybody. Night movie, grab some popcorn. Just yes, it's a popcorn movie for sure. Highly how recommended. How long me. is it? Uh, it's like two hours and twenty minutes. Oh, okay. or two oh minutes. my gosh, really? two hours and two minutes. Two minutes, like I hope not twenty. All right, is it my turn? I think I buy uh, yes. Yeah. All right, here we go. You ready? Why don't you just tell me the name of the movie? Oh. Uh oh. Do you wish it was Forrest Gump or no, Forrest Gump too? I'm kind of happy this in? came up. It's 1999's. American Pie. Yay! Pie fucker. <laughs> so next time, we're going to watch... Yeah, we're going to watch uh, my introduction oh. to... Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Eugene... Uh, Eugene... Eugene Levy? Yeah. I've never seen him in anything. That's I think this is my first... I think all... You don't remember that you, Eugene Levy... Because you never saw Father of the Bride? Nope. You never saw any John Candy movie? I've seen lots of John Candy movies. Eugene Levy is in... He's not in Uncle Buck. I can tell you that. The best soundtrack... <laughs> Oh, like when it's all of those baby. American my Pie introduction. movies. American Pie all... Two is the best soundtrack. Yes, but my yeah, introduction to Blake oh, Twenty Two so as well. Yeah. That's American Pie. American so pie next three. time we're gonna put our dicks in some apple pie because I'm Eric Hunter and I'm Ricky Glore and I'm Nick Prince. Stay real. <laughs>